Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Deandra. My name is Manchi. And I'm Vartika. And today we're going to look beyond Chinese paper cutting. Yay. Ooh. Yeah, since we're doing an episode on arts and crafts, and we're also very close to Lunar New Year territory, I thought I might as well talk about it. There's not any drama, but uh, it's interesting to me, and, you know, I'll uh, educate the audience, I guess, about it. <laughs> um, but while I talk about it, like I said, it is an arts and crafts theme. You can find it really anywhere you go. And I personally think it looks really cool, but I assume some people will think it looks kind of gaudy, but I have very fond memories of Lunar New Year and my family being together, which is kind of weird because we don't really celebrate Lunar New Year that much. But every time I see the Chinese paper cutting, that's what I think about. Um, and I, it's just, a, I guess, a Pavlovian response at this point just associate with happy memories. Anyway, so what exactly is Chinese paper cutting? Um, so it's basically like using a scissors or knives to cut out intricate shapes from red papers. Usually you'll fold the paper to make symmetric images. It's like making the snowflakes when we were in elementary school. Um, but the shapes can be anything from animals, people, zodiac, patterns, words, fairy tales, actual people, like historical people, farming, dances, acrobatics, um, and it really ranges the entire spectrum. But because typically the paper cutting was used by agricultural families as a way to decorate their homes, a lot of the themes are influenced by agriculture. And, you know, when you cut fruit or anything, there's a meaning behind those images. Just like when we were talking about the Dutch Fantas paintings, all the uh, fruits and you know people and zodiacs, they all have a story and have a meaning. So for example, a lotus with fish stands for continuation of wealth into the next year and a pomegranate indicates a wish for prosperity and fertility. I don't think there are any bad images. I think they're just positive images so it's not like cutting a skull or I think the pomegranate in the uh Dutch one signified like something that was rotten I can't remember specifically but in terms of history the originates are kind of all over the place from all the sources I was looking into there are people who said it started in third BCE whereas some are saying it's the second CE fifth century sixth century but I think this is what the deal is. I think people assume it dates all the way back to the Han Dynasty in the second century CE after uh, Thailand invented paper, um, which you know Chinese people will never let anybody else forget that they invented paper. And I think people assume that it started once paper was invented because even before paper was invented, there are records of Chinese using other thin materials like leaves, silver or gold foil, silk and leather to carve hollowed patterns. 
and it was found during the Western Zhou Dynasty between 1046 and 771 BCE. And people were already cutting tree leaves into various art forms and giving them out as presents, which is really cool. So if you guys uh, ever need a Christmas present in mind, I feel like that is a pretty cool one. Now, I was looking into it, and it's not only Chinese people who have done this, it's a, a ton of other cultures have as well. So. Um, but there's also a legend behind the origin of the first paper cut, and it's because of an emperor. So in the Han Dynasty of ancient China, Emperor Wu loved his wife, concubine Li, very dearly. And when she passed away, he missed her so much that he couldn't eat or sleep well, and he longed to see her again. In order to fulfill the emperor's request, one of the ministers used linen to cut out the figure of concubine Li and prop it against the dim candlelight in the tent. From a separate tent, Emperor Wu saw the silhouette of his beloved wife and thought her spirit had returned. So as to not reveal the lie, the ministers warned the emperor that he must not go near the tent or concubine Li's spirit would disappear. As the silhouette faded away, he wrote a poem to express his grief. Is that you or am I mistaken? I stand up to look, unable to figure out why haven't you come to my side. Anyway, isn't that sweet? I think it's kind of sad. He missed her so much and then couldn't let her go. You okay? Are you in your fields because of the holiday season? I'm in my fields. So sad. Because I feel like first season man, she would have been like, no! (laughs) Let her rest! I mean, yeah, let her rest. He should let her go. Also, I think it's unhealthy for him to to force his ministers to bring her spirit back. Um, but you know, like it's uh it's his grief. So I feel like I can't dock dock it too much. So but also like can you imagine the ministers on the other end who are like, oh, um, He's so upset. We have to do something. So I guess we'll just lie to him and pretend that his wife's spirit is back. I mean, that's a that's true dedication from the help. I mean, no ministers or secretaries or whoever helps the person, the top person in charge. They just have to comply with their requests, no matter how silly they are. Yeah. So, I mean, it is also their job. <laughs> yeah, but, like, even I wake up and I'm like, why is this my job? Like, why am I doing this? So, I feel for them. You know, I feel for them. They just remind me of, like, the glorified celebrity personal assistants who just have to, like, live, like, their lives revolve around their celebrities' every needs. And they have to just do whatever the celebrity wants on the drop of a hat. Uh, I was gonna say, I wish it was more of a culture to like tell somebody to fuck off, <laughs> or like to tell them straight up, like you're insane, like stop, yeah. stop this. This is not healthy. Yeah. But now I'm- that I think about it, I think this is why like people get angry at me because I just tell them things that they might not want to hear. It's true. You are the most blunt person I've met. Well, I'm just like, let's get to the root of the problem, or else we're gonna have to deal with this later. Yeah, because I'm sure they had like these priests had to like keep up the rules. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, I feel her vibes, dude. Like she's still <laughs> here. We were successful. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Also, um, if I were 
one of the concubines, I'd be like, okay, well, she's gone. You have the rest of us. Please move on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, um, even though that was his most dearly loved, he has a ton of other women he can choose from. Yeah, he has many shoulders to cry on. <laughs> yeah, he has so many shoulders to cry on, but he just decides to go down the paper cutting route. Well, I guess he forces ministers to go down it. Um, Wait, he didn't okay. want to cut through his feelings. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Wouldn't I? Don't know. I would have picked. I think a stronger material because, like, with water, can I just get wet? And like, there goes my lover's um, spirit. spirit. Again. Yeah. Well, I think they use so they use linen, which is yeah. So they didn't use paper for that. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. A little more durable. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's kind of like a puppet show, right? You have a like cutout figure that you're holding up against the candlelight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. Um, so the earliest product of Chinese paper cutting was unearthed at Flaming Mountain in Xinjiang in 2004, and it was verified to be a cultural relic from the Northern Dynasties, so between 386 to 581. And it was... Um, just a symmetrical circle, you know, kind of a, it really reminded me of those snowflakes that we made when you, where you cut out different things. Good, good to know that that tradition has never died down. And then paper cutting really hit its stride during the Tang Dynasty. The poet Du Fu even wrote his fascination with paper cutting in his poem, Traveling at Penyang. And then during the Southern Song Dynasty, there appears to be craftsmen who made a living on paper cutting, and they would also cut paper as a template for designs on ceramics. Uh, and then paper cutting continued to mature in the Ming and Qing dynasties. And it really hit its peak in the Ming and Qing dynasties. They were used to almost decorate everything. So from folk lanterns, fans, embroidered fabrics, and many more. A famous decorative lantern from the Ming dynasty was the running horse lantern and it was essentially just cutouts of generals riding horses that were placed in a circle around a candle and would rotate as hot air from the candle rose and the shadows of the cutouts would cast onto another screen of the lamp and it would give the illusion of a galloping horse chasing another one um Mm, you know this kind of reminds me of like in my history of animation class, we like we started off the class with like, okay, yes, we're gonna talk about like the first like I guess considered animation and like the guy who like technically invented it. But the teacher also told us like first day of class, like there is an argument to say that animation actually goes back to like cave paintings. Mm-hmm. How like the flare of like the fire moving yeah. made the paintings look like a movie. So this sounds like maybe like an ancient way of like animating. Yeah, 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 no, exactly, of, like, having some sort of moving image, right, like, mm-hmm. you know, having it be it's able a to, gift. Okay, I'm done. It's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah, it is a gift. I think it's just so interesting that whenever people depict image, they always use some sort of, like, horse or other four-legged animal, right? Like, do you guys remember the uh, images, like, the first photographs that were taken were just, like, these images of a galloping horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's, and then like the cave paintings is just bison, right? Which I guess you could generally categorize it 
as similar-ish. Anyway, uh, in the 1600s, because of the economic development and cultural exchange of China in ancient times, paper cutting was actually spread to Western countries. And then in 2009, it was declared a world intangible heritage by UNESCO. So that's the general history of paper cutting. Um, and we can talk about some of the form and some of the designs with paper cutting. Um, and it actually varies immensely because China is extremely regionalized. So just like how there's a ton of different dialects for each region and sometimes for each city, paper cutting is very much the same. Um, but typically you would categorize it by the North School and the South School. So the North School style is very concise and straightforward. It's focused primarily on the subjects and it consists of the Shanxi paper cutting, the Shandong paper cutting, and Yuxian paper cutting in Hebei. Among the North School, Yuxian paper cutting is the most famous and special one since the craftsman will actually just carve patterns instead of cutting on the rice paper. In 2006, the Yuxian paper cutting was listed in the National Intangible Cultural Heritage Reserve. Except for UCM paper cutting, the other three representations of Northern paper cuttings are generally made by cutting with scissors. And with the South School, they primarily concentrate on showing the details of the subject and it's aimed to emphasize the exquisite skills of the craftsman. So there's the Fujian paper cutting, Huoshan paper cutting in Guangzhou and the Mianyang cutting in Hubei. So the Foshan cutting paper, has existed since the Song Dynasty, and it is the longest history out of all the Southern school styles. And in most cases, the craftsmen will choose to make a flower-shaped paper cutting to express their best wishes, while people in Ninyang and Fujian prefer to make animal-shaped paper cuttings. Yeah, so you can really do like a variety. Like for me, the most, the typically the most I've seen are people carving like zodiacs or words because I typically see associated with Lunar New Year. But honestly, like as like a decoration, like people really go all out and do a ton. Um, like I have two images that I've pasted for you guys to see. And one of them is just like a scene with patterns breaking up different scenes. And it's just like fish, flowers, a tree, uh, some horses. And then below that, it's like two kids playing with a kite. And then they have like a toy bunny and a ball next to them, uh, which is kind of crazy that somebody just like either carved all of this or cut all of this out. And I feel like the details are very specific as well. You guys are probably thinking like, why the heck would anybody use this? And I will tell you why. Um, so people actually use it three different ways. So the first is to decorate windows, cabinets, and doors during the holidays, especially Lunar New Year, to increase a happy atmosphere. And so typically with Lunar New Year, you'll see the word luck cut out and pasted on different places. Um, and that's just to like bring the good luck, right? Like if you just write luck everywhere in your house, hopefully that will increase your luck for the next year. The other way is to paste it on objects at weddings and funerals. Typically at weddings, you'll write the word happiness, which um, when you cut it out is actually just like a series of squares. So it's like super easy to make it. Um, and actually I cut some out and pasted it on my gift 
on my wedding gift to our to our friend uh, who I got, got married for a week. minute. You're gonna talking about your own wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, <gasps> what? We lost another one. <laughs> another one bites the dust. Uh, no, you would definitely be there, Sianja. Don't worry, you'll be at my wedding. Crashing it? No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. You want to be the flower girl or the ring bear? Mm. I think I'll be the flowers. Okay, I'll I'll have you be the flower girl. You heard okay. it here. <laughs> um. Okay, Perfect. and then the the last way they use paper cutting is by designing a variety of pretty patterns and then putting them on clothes, bed sheetings, and other fabrics. But yeah, that's paper cutting in a nutshell. Um, I wanted to talk about it just because there's actually not a whole lot of history behind it, but it's like something that we do so commonly that, you know, I just feel like we had to talk about it. And also it's a type of folk art so and it's probably like the most famous chinese folk art or the most popular one yeah wait don't let the don't don't even share because the gentrifiers will come and take it <laughs> i don't know if you can really gentrify it when three billion people already know about it well They'll find a way. They'll find a way. You mean they'll uh, they'll culturally appropriate it? I feel like gentrifying is like encompasses that. Okay. Yeah. So, so there'll be an element of appropriation, and then they'll just make it super expensive. Yes. (laughs) They'll probably raise up the the paper prices. Yeah, it'll be like, you can only use this specific type of paper and you can only use this specific type of cutting material or this cutting tool to make authentic Chinese paper cut. Exactly. Yeah. And then like real Chinese people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) Although I'd be interested to see how Americans would use it. I feel like there's already like I'm I'm looking at this souvenir I bought from Paris and it's essentially like Paris but cut out from paper, um, but it's like a little square box. You know, it's a. So I guess it's like people do it already. It's just not exactly in the same form where it's like always has to be red paper and thematically the same thing. Oh my god, what if people started cutting out their, like, what, what I guess, the, their astrological signs? What do you mean? Like, uh, like you make a paper cutout of, like, using the red paper, you cut out, like, a Virgo sign or a Capricorn. Is this your way of, like, coming out as an ast- uh, astrology No, 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 person? no. No. I just uh, manifesting now. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, this is a uh, not my way of coming out as a astrology fan. It's uh, but I feel like that's what people would do if it became popular in the U.S. People would instead of carving out like 
the Chinese zodiac, they would just carve out the astrology zodiacs. I can see that happening. Yeah, and I feel like you would just see it in stores everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) with, like, the large amount of astrological souvenirs. Yeah, instead of those astrological sign pit uh not yeah. pins uh prints yeah. Yeah, yeah actually i feel like we could make a line out of it you know it's like you're combining two cultures new merch idea new merch idea no one steal it <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're uh, we have rights to it we'll yeah, bring you heard it here court. first yeah exactly so we're gonna exactly. put out like all our icons oh yeah yeah, we can make a Wawa cutout. Wow, guys, this uh, this became a successful business idea. <laughs> okay, nobody steal it. If you do, we have the recording where we can be able to trace it over here. We took our idea, and we're gonna take all your millions, and now we can retire. Exactly. We're just gonna come after you with lawyers, and that's how we're gonna make all our money. <laughs> that's true. We do have lawyer friends now, so. <laughs> yeah. Why are we threatening the audience, guys? Our six uh, listeners. <laughs> it, well, this is insurance more. if we go viral later yeah. on. So you're right. When we can't believe at that point. Yeah. But even then, are we threatening our, our loyal fan base? I don't know about loyal. <laughs> Yeah, once you go viral, there's no guarantee that they'll be loyal. We'll yeah, see. I guess so. We'll see what time to come. Okay, so quick question. If you can use these paper uh, cutting crafts and weddings for, like, the fortune and all that, could the opposite be said? Like, can you use it to curse somebody? Um, I haven't seen any case of that, but I'm sure you could. I probably would not use red, though, Mm. if you wanted to curse somebody, because red is associated as being a happy and lucky color. So I would probably use white, which is what people typically wear to funerals. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know what you would. I would. Would you cut like a very, a very macabre scene? I don't know. I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I'm not an envious person. <laughs> I I just like um I feel like I can think of a lot of happy things you can cut out, or it's like you just cut out a random object, right? But what would you cut out if you wanted to curse somebody? A voodoo doll? A voodoo doll. Um, I don't know. I guess you could cut out like Gabby. Well, okay. I feel like you cut out a macabre scene or like something associated with bad luck hmm like okay why is associated with like not good things what are some imagery that is associated with not good things it's a good question obviously i guess a skull maybe if you want to be basic yeah but like what's something more like cultural i guess like what's what's the chinese version of a black cat like walking I'm trying to think, but I really can't think of anything. Um, I guess numbers. I feel like people are very sensitive about numbers. So you can cut out four in Chinese because it sounds like death. 
actually like you know how people don't like how some buildings in the u.s don't have a 13th floor because of superstition there are some buildings in china that don't have a fourth floor for the same reason okay i googled it and nothing comes up so i guess maybe not <laughs> it's all like all the results are like um chinese paper cutouts and what they're used for how to make some yeah i don't think there's um what if now that i like put it out into the world it like happens it becomes a thing you're yeah. manifesting it unfortunately yeah powerful i, I think there's unmanifested <laughs> I mean, I think there's only like a really unlucky numbers in Chinese culture, but not any sort of unlucky, like unlucky thing. animals or things. Not to my knowledge, at least. I feel like there's mm-hmm. nothing we tend to avoid. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'm saying somebody... this, and somebody in the audience is like screaming at me, <laughs> like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" There's all these things. Yeah. Okay, then if that happens, we'll like read their strongly worded email on it. It's true. You guys know how to contact us. Yeah, we'll be like corrections. Um, our lovely listener, like blank, we just wanted us to let y'all know that we were wrong on episode this about this, and then here's like the correctness. Yeah. Use the truth. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe we should have picked a less debatable field. Maybe we should have just done a podcast over our lives. So then no, nobody I feel can like write that's in. up for debate too. Our lives. Yeah. Somebody's gonna write like, in and be like, uh, this didn't actually happen in your life. Yeah. Well, remember Rachika's blog? What if somebody like dug it up? That's yeah true. comes back from that and he's like she's lying <laughs> she also wrote this on her fucking blog she lied then has a middle schooler oh my god i mean i guess that's true like we, we probably also, what if like my teachers find it and they're like oh mm. wow i like cut you a break because you said this but i see that it was really this <laughs> Re- revealing your own lies why well, I uh, unpublished all the posts, so no one's finding it. They might oh. find, like, the domain, but they're not going to find the actual posts anymore. So oh, don't worry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I still, guess... it's, like, all in drafts now. So mm-hmm. it still exists, but it's only, like, only I can see it. Uh, well, sorry, and sorry, audience members. You can't... Uh... <laughs> find our greatest shame i mean they would not be able to find it anyway because it's not under our names so yeah but you don't know never underestimate like the 10 people who know our pseudo <laughs> <laughs> never underestimate what i'm hearing is that man she's all like cross me bartika and i'll let it all out <laughs> i have you can still find man so no comment i just want to say i do hold your fate in my palm not cross really. me and i will cross you back oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just gonna lead to each other's demise that's what's gonna happen tico 
This is exactly. what they'll paper cut about <laughs> me and Tika bring each other to our own ends. This is like, uh, like when we play games and we're like, oh, let's go against one person, and then it ends up being like <laughs> we shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, <laughs> it never, it never works that well. All right, guys, that's that's the end of my paper cutting story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, leave a comment below. <laughs> if you have any thoughts? Like and subscribe. Or if you cursed anybody with some paper. Yeah. Let us what? know. We would love to hear about it. Well, do we? What if it like unlocks something bad? That's true. Maybe just anonymously let us know what happened. Because I want to know. Yeah, because I want to know what happened, but I guess the anonymous part helps from, I don't know, spreading it somehow. What Does that make sense? What if, like, something small and consequential happened? Like, oh, they just had a bad stomach ache. Oh. I mean, that's still something. What if it becomes a trend with, like, schoolgirls? Like, ugh, I hate that bitch. Let me just... <laughs> like, I mean, in Japan, can... how they put, like, I don't know. I guess this is a form of bullying, and I thought it was really fucking stupid. I was like, American, I maybe American bullies are just like different. <laughs> because apparently, a way to bully somebody is that you put like funeral flowers in their desk. Oh. As if like they died, like oh. a vase and everything. I'm like, you spent money on that. Yeah. That's not. That's also like, I don't know. I guess it's like, it's portrayed as this really like, <gasps> oh my gosh thing. And I'm more like, I was really just like, throw the flowers or something yeah well i mean i guess the equivalent is if you try to voodoo doll somebody right like you spent money on a voodoo doll and pins (laughs) no that's different is it that's different like we don't mess with that okay buying some funeral flowers whatever it's a flower it's a plant (laughs) all right well i will be that like well they'll, they'll cut like they were like the paper and we'll just put it in somebody's like desk or something yeah and it'll just be a fight a, a, a scene of me and tika fighting exactly <laughs> oh our second fight our second fight oh all right that's a uh... guys just uh be safe be safe when you're paper cutting don't don't do anything destructive i thought you were gonna say that's something to look forward to something unsafe no the fight oh the fight yeah look forward yeah you guys can look forward to a fight but also just be safe don't 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 kill anybody with uh with your voodoo doll-esque paper cut cutting all right well if you have any stories that you would like us to cover please email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. You should also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon, where our handles are all artdramalama. And lastly, thank you for joining us, and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time. Bye, llamas. Bye. Bye.